Ah, hello my friends, hello my life warriors, wherever you are in the world Welcome to the Day In Day Out podcast Woo, today on episode, haha, 215 It is a welcome return of Lillian on the podcast She is a speaker, a corporate trainer, podcast host, NLP, coach, author and yes uh, anime buff it was great having her back on the show we talked about many different things uh how she has gone on this sort of zen-like journey uh discovering her her new leader uh inner lover and yeah the alchemist within we also talked about uh we talked about the zoo which is clubhouse and we also talked about yeah some of the stuff she's like trying to get out there uh help uh young ladies out there to become their best selves all in all it was a great podcast it was great speaking to her again and i look forward to getting her on more on the podcast has to be done 10 months is a hell of a travesty it's a hell of a shame but nevertheless she will return but let me just say thank you very much for listening to the podcast please subscribe and enjoy the show thank you very much guys yeah oh yeah go Hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. Woo! Today on episode 250, we have a return of Lillian. Like, yes, this lady, haha, she is a speaker, corporate trainer, podcast host, a MPL, no, NLP coach author and yeah like she is slightly addicted to anime amongst other things <laughs> yeah <laughs> ha, ha. yeah and hey if you ever see her out and about doing an interview yeah she'll have her super like superhero costume on but we won't talk about that you have to go back to episode 38 to know what we're talking about yeah <laughs> how are you today I am doing good, Mwiwa. How have you been? I have been good. I have been busy uh, over the last like period of time when we first met. <laughs> yeah, I basically, I have been going hard at doing podcast interviews and yeah, keeping myself set and trying to network people in, as you know. And you do that so well because I've had some incredible guests feature on my show, thanks to you. So I have to podcaster to podcast to say thank you for those incredible people uh well like i'm happy to help happy to help now it's been we've worked out before we started this it's been 10 months since we last spoke and yep. like yeah in that sort of crazy 10 month period where the world like shut down opened, shut down and yes variants here there and everywhere what have you been up to well, I've been kind of keeping myself busy and this is, you know, like you said, the world is gone in, out, in, out. Now we have a Decepticon as a variant. I don't know what we have right now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's sneaky transforms whenever you're like, yeah, it's a... <laughs> mm -hmm. We have a, you know, Decepticon. <laughs> you know, um, at, this, at this point, but in that time, I have spent time... I actually took the time to do my work on me. You know, when you sometimes have to go back and go, yeah, it's time to work on me. It's time to go back and feed me. So I've spent time 
feeding my own soul, taking care of me, making sure that the work that I ask clients to do, that I am willing to do it myself. <laughs> and that's always fun, especially when you get to one of those exercises and you're like, yeah, nah, I understand why clients don't like this exercise because it's not, it's not that much fun. But the rewards are so great because it, it makes you stop to encounter yourself. I've, you know, I've been spending that time reassessing what it is I want to put into the world and how I want to put it into the world. So um, in saying that, one of the things that I've been doing is working on um, what I've always worked on and kind of put to the side because I'm doing, I was doing a lot of corporate training. And so I wasn't talking a lot about that. Mm -hmm. And which is where I talk about the different aspects of the feminine. So where I talk about the archetypes, the feminine archetypes. And I said, okay, this is not going anywhere. It keeps coming up in my circle. So let's talk about it. So I spent most of um, the last 10 months um, going to workshops, delivering on how to use these feminine archetypes in leadership, how to use these feminine archetypes in your day-to-day life. What does it mean to be, to to use your inner queen? How do you integrate your inner girl? What is the alchemist that lives within and how can we tap into these things? Then it's also understanding what role does a lover play in our lives? And especially for women of color where we've been taught to be afraid of our lover identity is where does that fit? How do I show up? What does that look like? then is also understanding all of those. And then in that led me down the road of going to discover mm-hmm. and read this. Well, yeah, discover is the right word because I didn't know they existed. Um, so I went on that journey is um, the Igbo um, um, mythology. Now, you being Yoruba, you know about the Yoruba um, Orishas and Everybody knows about the Yoruba Orishas, especially from the Nigerian continent, Nigerian, Nigerian um, culture. When people talk about mythology, they will talk about the Orishas because it's been transported to places like Brazil and other Latin American speaking countries that have had the exports through slavery. Mm-hmm. I did not know that the Igbos had a full rich mythology as well and so I started researching and started researching not just on the mythology but also on where my people are from and learning um, its history its origin and that being very important and so for me the last 10 months is about really owning my story and making sure that when I tell people the importance of owning their story that I've done it and embodied it for myself. I've um, faced what my story looks like, the good, the bad, the indifferent in my own self, but also starting to learn about the mythologies to help tell those stories. Mm. My, my, that is a healthy dose of self-reflection right there, because like, this is a thing. Look, uh, anytime, yeah, you anyone sits down to do that sort of realm of self, like discovery, that self-reflection, there are, how can I say, there are many things which come up which look beautiful, great, and glorious. But the things which are often there, which we often turn away from or ignore, uh, the sort of like more sort of darker, more ugly sort of things, which we're not like, no one's perfect. And we are not like glorious and brilliant all the time. Mm. I'm just like, with regards to like, yeah, 
delving into leadership. What do you think, like, has that sort of fundamentally changed you about how you're going to sort of like take on leadership in the future? Or have you like looked at it and went, I've been a bad leader or I've been a good leader in certain things? Well, actually, it's understanding that the, you know, what we call the, the good, the bad and the indifferent is let's first of all, what we call the bad is where we grow from. Because without it, we're, we, we're, we don't have that multidimensionality. Without that going through the phases, without, and if we reject those side of us, we're looking at only one side of us. You cannot be a good leader without experiencing a bad, bad leadership, mm-hmm. without delivering bad leadership, without being a bad leader to yourself, leading yourself astray. You can't then lead somebody else. Mm. yeah no I think this is the thing I think there are people who don't kind of know or have self done that sort of self-examination often think yeah everyone's perfect from the get-go um like if you do something wrong as a leader that is like that is the worst crime in the world when it comes down to it it's a kind of it's your opportunity to learn as you say uh to grow because look uh you can have a thousand and one victories on a daily basis and you'll learn nothing because yeah. everything's perfectly fine what do i need to change but you will learn a thousand and one things from one loss and yeah hopefully get stronger and better from that exactly and most people that we look at in the world that we think oh my god they're so amazeballs they're so fantastic they all sucked in the beginning <laughs> They all sucked in the beginning. And so if we then downplay our suck story and go, oh, my God, all of this, this is my stucky story. So I'm going to put it into a briefcase and never touch it. Mm. Then we have nothing to say to others who are struggling. Hey, uh, you can do this. They're like, no, you're perfect. Like, like, no. And so our failures, our weak moments, our, those moments where we have been and abs- the absolute worst. You know, sometimes you're, you know, you see all these messages on social media. I love that. Where he's like, oh, yes, don't let the, the negative people get in the way. Don't let those people be. You know, sometimes you have to go, you know what? I've, I've been me. I'm, I'm the negative one. What? You got to hold your hand up and say, and, and really be able to face that side of you. Because if you can't face that side of you, how are you going to champion the best side of you if you're rejecting parts of you? Mm. Yeah, no, this is the thing. I think when you don't actually like sort of face like certain parts of yourself, which can be negative or which can be positive, or basically if you're not actually facing yourself, like sort of like going, okay, do a sort of checks and balance on who you are not you don't have to do it every day but like sort of every sort of six months a year or like maybe like a, an mot yeah, like an mot precisely like an mot uh yeah very good very good i like this we're bouncing back and forth uh yeah like i think that's where we often miss many a thing and this is where we either like there is a part of us which might be it's not broken yet but along the way over the course of time it gets weaker and weaker and weaker and then when you don't want it to that's when it like that pressure comes on that part and it fails and it's like okay why did it fail you don't know because you haven't had your mot you haven't had that sort of comprehensive check and you're just like going why is everything gone wrong 
and can lead you out into a spiral, which is never a good thing, you know? No, no, it's not. And, you know, and I think we should stop looking to label because it's so, oh yeah, this is negative. This is positive. It's polarities. It's, it's one side of the same coin. You cannot be great without failures. You cannot be good without a level of not so good. It's mm. not one is better than the other. You have to decide, does this part of me serve? Does it serve me? Does it serve those closest to me? Does it serve my community? If it's not serving, then you pull that part back and go, okay. You know, so for an instance, people go, anger is problematic. Anger can be bad. But doesn't anger on its own is neither good or bad because anger can spur a person on to say, you know what, I've had enough. I am not going to the back of the bus. I don't care what you're going to do, but I'm not going to the back of the bus. And that could lead to cataclysmic change in the world that we know it. Mm. Or you could be the same person who is angry and go, I'm going to punch somebody in the face. Mm. Yeah, I like with regards to the circumstance of where that anger could like be like used, like how it can be used effectively. Each emotion is a tool. It's yeah. just a case of most of the times we don't know how to use that, utilize that tool correctly. Now, this is the thing. One of the things I would say I've learned over the course of talking to like all you guys out there is that yeah the people who tend to do the best are the ones who are like it's not a case of seeking just greatness or seeking like yeah prosperity but when those people have got that sort of worked on and managed to get sort of a balance in their life that's when I find in through their conversation and like basically through their lives and stuff like this, they tend to thrive. I, I don't know if you found that when you've been podcasting as well, you know? Yeah. A, a lot of my guests have come from a place of this happened to me. This is what I did. Oh, this is the point of my life where I made a, I made a turkey out of it. And, <laughs> and this is the steps I took to go forward. And, you know, and people go, yeah, sometimes you, you just have to get back on the horse. Eh, sometimes you're hurt mm. and you need to be bandaged up. You need to take the time to heal, to recover, and then go back at it. Because if you just get back on the horse and you're not healed, you, you're more likely to break again. Mm. And so this is where we practice the self-care. This is where we understand self-love. This is where we understand self-nurturing and all of those things to actually grow you as a leader. You need to do those, that work. I've got to nurture myself back to where I can stand in the room and feel comfortable and feel confident. I have to acknowledge my pain before I walk into a room of people and spew my pain over others i've got to acknowledge it i've got to deal with it and then i can show up mm. so that's that's basically the work yeah so like this is the thing like i'm i'm glad you've been like working on yourself and like yeah developing yourself along that that side of leadership but like yeah you mentioned lover like what like what's that 
Like, yeah. Like, and what, like, because, like, this is the thing. When, like, when you go, ah, working on myself, being a lover, it's like, um, okay, well, you know what? Bravo to you, Kel. <laughs> Someone's getting some. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean by that? Okay, so when we're talking about, so I spoke about the inner girl. I spoke yeah. about the queen. I spoke about the mother. Mm. I spoke about the lover, the alchemist. So these are parts of ourselves that we all have. And so, especially when I'm talking about leadership and, and I use the word lover, people tend to look at me like this. What, 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 what did you say? Huh? 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 What did you just say? <laughs> so you want me to end up with a HR conversation? And I'm like, no, oh. <laughs> no. So the thing is when we think about the lover, we have this misconception that it's a uh, bedroom talk. Well, that a lover belongs in the bedroom or intimate relationships. But the lover, the inner lover inside of us is more than that. It's that side that is passionate. Like you, you live from your inner lover every day whenever you get in front of your mic because that is your passion. You're spreading that passion. You, you invite others to spread their passion. Without passion, your podcast would not have gone into 200 episodes. Why, thank you. You must kind. Like, look. Oh, oh I, I'm lost for words. I'm lost for words. But, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, this is the thing. I think with regards to, like, yes, that inner lover, that love for, like, life itself, that yes. love for people around you and stuff like this. I think if you don't have that, you can't actually express the realm of gratitude, which I think is, like, also, like, like there are some things which I just call a fundamental powers in the universe. Consistency is one, gratitude's the other. Uh, if you don't have gratitude for what you have in life, even if it's like something really small and insignificant to a third party outside, that doesn't matter. But to you, if you're grateful for, yeah, I'm grateful for this meal. I'm just grateful for this day. Because believe you me, there's someone out there who's not going to have the meal. There's someone who's not going to have that next day, that next moment. And like, look, um, yeah, I've been fortunate. I've been like, I have gratitude. Finding that gratitude for a daily basis is sometimes not easy. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think if you can't express gratitude, you are missing out on one of the fundamental truths of the universe. Exactly. And the lover helps you not only have that passion, but mm. communicates that passion to others. Mm. So the thing about the lover is the one that basically goes, look, we're excited about this. Let's talk to other people. And even if you're an introvert, extrovert, that centrovert, that doesn't matter. Once you are passionate, you will find a way to talk to people. And that passion leaks through. I, when I talk about the most unlikely lover character that I can think of right now, mm. I talk about Elon Musk. Why Elon Musk? Because he took Tesla as a concept and mm -hmm. generated a worldwide raving fan base of people who Tesla, 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 I want a Tesla. He ignited passion deep within people for this thing that didn't exist. Mm. He built a community around something that didn't exist. And look at the payoff it's had for him. No, like this is the thing I would say with regards to Tesla, there's only been uh, in our sort of lifetime, there's only been one other person I would say can like generate that much, but 
buzz and he's passed away and that was like steve jobs love him or hate him but he managed to do that for apple and like look that leads to a number of apple products and yeah and that that passion that passion is part of your lover identity it's Mm. about that like you said that passion for life passion for what you do passion that passion people think oh when i'm talking passion and lover it means i'm talking about my significant other or being Mm. sexual and i'm like no it's about being sensual and, and feeling life it's about feeling alive in the body you're in and especially in the last two years that we've been in you will find more people are now like, I'm alive. Okay, this is good. We are awakened to that side of us. And yes, the lover also relates to our intimate relationships. Mm. It relates to our sexual activities, but that's only a third of what the lover archetype is. It is about passion, whether it's for life, for our partner, our business, our products, our friends, our community. We need that fuel, and that's what the lover pre- drives in us. You have got much more zen since we last spoke. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can see you now just like sitting on the edge of this mountain. Like, yeah, just the Himalayas in the background. It's like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a nature girl, but not not the Himalayas. Give me the beach, and there's nothing wrong with the Himalayas. But I'm a beach baby. Give me the beach and warm go. for all of you that's like, oh, Brighton is a beach. Go away, please. please go away. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's a beach of stone and cobble. <laughs> it's like yes. <laughs> Brighton, please forgive me, but yeah. It's like, no, a beach is a place where it's at least hot and sunny. And sandy. Because <laughs> yes. I remember, I still remember my first visit to Brighton and people were like, oh yeah, you must go to Brighton after I moved back to the UK. And they're like, you must go to Brighton. It's an amazing. And then I went and I went with some friends and I was like, uh, guys, do you guys know somebody stole your sand? Because. <laughs> no, wait, when did you go to Brighton? Was it like a hot day or was it like when? It was it was meant to be summer, but you know, it wasn't raining. We'll say that much. Okay. As far as it being, (laughs) (laughs) you want me to get what and go where? (laughs) Are you crazy? And I was like, "Why is there stones?" You're like, "Yes." I'm like, "No, no, no. We, We we have distinctive miscommunication here. My definition of a beach." Your definition of a beach doesn't add up. Oh, uh, you're just like, yeah, you know what, guys? Uh, you go to the beach, I'm going to this bar up here. <laughs> I'll look at you from a distance in this nice warm bar. That's like, I'm, they're crazy. <laughs> they're insane. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. No, because this is the thing Brighton, Brighton on a hot, sunny day. Like, I don't do it. I don't even bother trying because it's like, yeah, the whole of South London just clears out and comes down and descends like vultures, just taking up every square inch of that stony beach. Trust me. You, know, <laughs> you, you should watch, pic, like, see pictures of it. You're just like, I'm, okay. You're just like, I'm, can I lay down here? Like, if it's gone past 12, it's over. <laughs> Wait, do you, why do you want to lay down on stones? 
but we digress. We we digress. <laughs> let's let's return to where we are. We digress. We took a, a detour. Well, like, look, hey, look, you're the one who did, like you're the one who did this. It was not me. I was like, <laughs> I, like I kept you the Himalayas, and you're like, no, Stanley Beach, uh, not Brighton. I was like, okay, here we are. Let let us continue. Mm. It's not me, people. It's her. <laughs> it's her. <laughs> uh, she's shaking her head for all those people who are listening. But anyone on YouTube, yes, you can see she's shaking her head. <laughs> this has nothing. This is not. This is not my doing. As I was saying, yes, you found your moment. It like, yeah, definitely more zen uh, lately because, like, this is the thing. Okay, when we talked, like, hey, like you were, like you were in that motivational mode, and like, yeah, hitting the notes. Ding, 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 ding. I was like, my, my God, uh, let me go out there. I, there's a small country I can invade right now. I was like, yeah, I was with you, and now you're like, you're like, hey, yeah, I've done some self discovery. I found like, yeah leadership lover and that like yeah and the alchemist so what with the alchemist what sort of magic creations have you come up with in the last 10 months since we last spoke oh i like that so in the last 10 months i have like i said i've manifested some stuff i manifested a new home for myself and uh, so mm. i've actually moved since the last time we spoke oh. um and for those Thank you. And for those of us who don't know what I mean when I'm talking about the inner, and this is, these are parts of ourselves. And so let me put this in context. This is using archetypes from Jungian psychology. And this is basically where he talks about the collective unconscious that lives within all of us. And when we start looking at archetypes, these are characters that exist in this world, almost separate from us, Mm -hmm. but we recognize them. We recognize them in ourselves. We recognize them in others. We recognize them on a consistent basis. They show up in our books. We it show up. They show up in movies. They show up in, you know, in TV shows. They show up in everyday characters that we encounter. So I'm only talking about nine of them. There are more than 24 of them. That when we start looking deeper into the archetypes, but I'm focusing on nine out of them, which are four of them being the base elements for women and then we kind of add on and so when I look at those four those are our our principles that hold us up so there's the inner child Mm -hmm. the mother the goddess those are creation and then the next level up and one of the next level up is then looking at the the alchemist which is that side of us that changes things that goes you know I'm going to write a book And in this book, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to create a podcast. I'm going to create new ways to connect with other women. I'm going to go on and change how I deliver the work I do. That's your alchemist at play. Your alchemist is the side of you. And like you, everyone who's seen the philosopher's stone and they will talk about alchemy. It's about being able to change something from inertia into something in motion. And we do it and we do it on a consistent basis. And as women, we do it well we and sometimes we don't give enough ourselves enough credit for what we do and put into the world and so it's reminded women that they have that inner alchemist at play mm. yeah like mm, interesting 
interesting because like this is the thing it feels like okay how can i put it you are it's like you're setting yourself up for something bigger i'm not too sure what it is i'm not too sure what plan you've got got like bubbling on in your head but it's like okay like yeah because when we last talked yes you i went yeah i had to like take some time for myself sort of get my energy up and then basically yeah big sort of jump forward it feels like you've done this again but like this instead of just like resting you've actually went okay you know what i need to get down with some fundamentals uh to really sort of make this like change i'm not too sure what this change is gonna be and like yeah what's going on (laughs) alchemy at play what can i tell you okay yeah alchemist yeah what's going on alchemist yeah come on (laughs) so the what's going on is really it's me first and foremost when we first spoke we spoke about my my personal journey going from not being able to speak in public to becoming an international speaker. Yeah. My journey to become an NLP practitioner, creating my ebook, um, going through the other things I've done before. And what I wasn't talking about was the work that I do. My work is really about getting women to go through that transformation. Mm. And it's the work that I do is about saying to women who have stopped looking in the mirror because they are afraid of the woman they see they are in some kind of silent battle with the woman they see in the mirror and they're not showing up these are women who because they've experienced setbacks because they've experienced something because they feel oh my god i go into this room and i don't feel comfortable i have imposter syndrome they've started buying all those stories going on in the back of the the, the, the head you know those stories that really have we have no business listening to but yeah. we do what I do is I help women to break up with those stories. And so that's the work that I do. And how I do it is really reconnecting them to the core of their own fire, the core of their own magic. And that is introducing them to their inner girl because we all have that inner girl. And whether your inner girl experienced trauma or stuff in the past, now it's time to do that work to heal her, make her happy, make her whole, make you whole. Then it's reintegrating the inner girl and the inner girl is where your innocence is where that innocence of these this is what I want to be in the world and this is who I want to be this is how I want to show up Mm. and nothing can stop me before other people's stories and junk comes along and drowns that voice I reintroduce you to her so that you are able to go wait did I honor that did I honor what I, what I told that inner girl? Did I, did I fulfill that promise? Okay, if I didn't, does that still hold true for me? Where can I recapture that? It's actually helping you to reconnect and reintegrate her so that you and her are speaking the same language. And that is an energetic process. We do, we coach around it. We do tangible exercises to actually get you reconnected to that side of you. Then we work with the inner mother and whether you had a great loving relationship with your mother or you didn't, we work on that relationship, we go back. And especially for us as women, we hold that pain. And this is where we get into talking about things like um, intergenerational trauma. So 
what that means is I would, it's actually scientifically being uncovered and, and laid out to be scientific fact that our DNA holds trauma. Mm. And so if you've, if you're, and because coming from this is, and again, this is very specific for women coming down from women, from mother to um, daughter. And if your mother's had some trauma and she hasn't dealt with it, it's, it's coming down. And so then it's about you dealing with that conversation. And if there's been trauma between you and your mother, or even if they haven't, because mother daughter relationships, there's some fracturousness going from (laughs) that. Teenage phase <laughs> to um, adulthood. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 yeah, as an outside observer. Um, and, 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 then, like, and then you deal, you, you reintegrate and you deal with it. And this is where we go back and heal and do that healing to say, okay, let's, let's kind of look at it. And sometimes it may mean you have to re, re-imprint. We do some re-imprints and exercises where we, we re-imprint ourselves from childhood to you, to you being the one who is doing the mothering, where you mother your inner child. You even mother the mother that you had in that process. So you're asking me, what is the alchemy I'm cooking up? That's the alchemy I'm cooking up. It's, it's going deeper into the work that I do and actually being very honest about the work that I do. So there's an element of, I work with women to get them whole and I do it on multiple different levels. And so NLP is part of what I do. Leadership is part of what I do, but helping women to turn on their own light so that they can see themselves, so that they can show up, they can kick ass, they can find their purpose, they can find their passion, they can find their voice, and they can kick ass in the way that they want to, in the way that they're meant to, so that they can actually be impactful. Mm. That's the work I do. That's the alchemy that's brewing. Mm. Yeah, because like this is the thing. No, that's fantastic. And like, yes, I'm like I'm getting a better idea of what like what do you want to possibly be uh in the world. But like, yeah, uh, it's very interesting, very interesting. Because like one of the things I'd say with regards to sort of like a gener- intergenerational like trauma, there is always like we as human beings have a certain amount of energy uh, which we have we can give out in a day now when there is like something negative or traumatic which goes on with us even if we don't actually expel it or say anything there it is taking up part of your energy each and every day and it's basically keeps on running in the background and just like basically you don't know how it manifests, but yeah, it might be a slight tick here. It might be a slight, yeah, snappy word there, but yeah. And then you teach it to the future generation, your descendants. I mean, your, your listeners would know this when they go, "Mm, yeah, in my family, anytime you start with in my family, we Mm. never, that's, that's your trauma conversation talking. That is the, that's the intergenerational trauma talking. It's, oh, we, 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 you know, we're, we're never lucky in this, or we never have this, or, yeah. you know, there's, and some of it may just may sound like, like statements like, oh, you know, we never, you know, black women never swim or those kind of statements, but there is a source of where that has come from mm. and we then pass it down. So whether you're passing down the good stuff, because as much as we, 
we talk about polarities, we talk about the intergenerate, when we talk about, oh yes, it's intergenerational trauma. And that's one of the things that's been going around. People have been really taking that time to inspect that. On the flip side of the trauma is the intergenerational blessings. And this is also something that we work to highlight because they're gifts from those families. And whether it's just the remembering the gratitude that that person, whether they were good, bad, or indifferent, has mm. survived. And their survival meant I'm here. Whether it's, and this is when, this is almost specific for looking at the work for um, individuals who look like you and I from our community. So when we go, yeah, we, you know, my family is messed up, but then you would have to stop and be grateful for that messed up family because it meant they're still, they were there long enough to create you and you could be now the one could end up ending the messing up Mm. and all things considering these are the people who survived colonization slavery well slavery colonization some people some of them survived before war some so these are people who have survived different real serious traumas to create us so as much as we want to talk about the intergenerational trauma the flip side of that the polarity is the blessings as well Mm. yeah i think it's a case of yeah that sort of trauma or like basically like some of those roadblocks which either are subconscious or conscious which we like throw up on a daily basis either personally or not Uh, i think it's a case of trying to sort of find these people who are going to sort of be those sort of pathfinders because like yeah we talked we touched on this a bit last time just like yeah not to be the only person uh to succeed in this sort of like social media front and stuff like this but to be like all right yeah if if this was let's let's go if this was the 80s right Mm -hmm. and i went look black women don't play tennis Fast forward into the nineties, it's like going, that was a that game that is a real game changer right yeah. there. And it took two like two two ladies to be that pathfinder to have that success and be like, Yeah, here we are, and this is what we're talking about. Uh when it comes to other sort of professions, it's like, yeah, I always sort of struggle with sometimes why sometimes the there isn't so much of highlight of like, yeah, this person's gone to this university, this person's done this, this person's grown and achieved. It's like, yeah, if you look at, say, Chadwick Boseman, he, as an actor, went to Howard University and, yeah, before he passed, he was on, like, he was on track to most probably becoming one of the most influential movie stars in Hollywood. It was just like, yeah. But, like, you got people like, say, Will Smith, like with, I've been listening to his book. I've finished that. I don't know if you've like listened to it already. Not it. yet. Not yet. Yeah. But it's like, yes. Like, okay. There are some things where with his, like his sort of drive, his focus and his ambition, which I like, uh, maybe like if you want to be where Will Smith is, you have to sort of emulate that but there's going to be certain things which won't come to you maybe as easy. If you're set, like if you're 16, you can like sing, dance, got like got all that talent. 
to get you those hits and then get you a TV show, which has to be then successful to then get you into Hollywood. Yeah, by all means. But when he was on his sort of, I want to be a movie star drive. Yeah. Oh, it was, there was a certain level of obsession where it was like, okay, he got turns around and goes, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And it always like makes me smile when you hear successful people like go, yeah, don't follow the same path as I did. Like, do it a different way. And like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? You, like, you don't need to do I'm like, I'm, no, shut up. <laughs> it's like, look, if you want to be on the mountaintop like you, you've got to do, like, you either got to have the same work ethic or work beyond you to be on that mountaintop. And yeah, I understand. But it's like when they, like when someone sits on the mountaintop, that's where they all find wisdom and like, yeah, hey, Zen moments. Yeah, you don't need to do it. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I have to say, I agree that you don't have to do it like Will. Mm-mm. You don't have to do it like Will, but you have to then choose what is your path going to look like. Yeah. And he may be right. You don't have to do it like I did because he's like, look at what I've had to sacrifice along that journey. Yeah. And I, so I think with any book, anything out there is you have to question, does this ring true for you? Yeah. And if it does, then take what's true. The one that doesn't work, dash it to the wind and go and keep moving. So you don't have to do it like Will. Um, I've, you know, when people are like, yes, to, to have a successful, you must hustle 24 seven. I'm like, <laughs> you can do that. Yes. And then grow to hate your business and hate life, or you can choose another way. For some people, that hustle thing is all they know and it works for them. For mm. others, I've seen it, I've done it, and after a while, you and burnout are doing a particular dance. And you're like, I'm not trading a day job for a business that I despise. Mm. That's not why you do it. So how can you do it in a way that works for you? Yeah, and so that's that's what I've spent the last 10 months is how does this work for me? Does it feel good? If it mm-hmm. doesn't feel good, why am I doing it? If it feels if it feels odd and against my who I am, like the who real who I am, mm. then I'm not doing it. Yeah, like, yes, I think I, like the horror words for yourself would be Wednesdays at eight uh, for the course of that time. Wednesday at eight. No, me one. No, stop it. Wednesday. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so and so you understand that and people listening go, what, 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 what's wrong with Wednesdays at eight? Wednesdays at eight. Fine. But for me, it became trauma word because I created a show that needed me to be somewhere every day, Wednesday at eight for three years. And I you know, couldn't do anything else. And, and I'm like, this is not, this is no, 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 no. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's find another way of creating this that is not feeling so pressurized and so scary. And then I've started doing something different. And I still do the show at Wednesday at eight, but it doesn't go out live Wednesday at eight. Um, so differences happen. And you you know, and, and it's learning that you can evolve from something. You can go, mm, I did it this way. I didn't like it. it. Made me sick. And I'd rather have something else. I hear you. I hear you. Because, like, yeah, uh, I saw on your Instagram that you had, you were arranging something, but it unfortunately fell through. 
uh, the other day. It was it was meant to be an interview. Yeah. Yes. So I have a series coming out called the Goddess in Chief Conversations and the Ignorial. Um, the, the first one before I you know, pretend I can put my teeth back in and speak. Um, <laughs> uh, we were going to have the first one on Wednesday, the 1st of December. And uh, my guest last minute couldn't make it. And I'm like, it's fine. Let's, <laughs> let's stop. It, it, it's fine. And her well-being and her, her needs, I put over the goddess in chief conversation. Mm. It will happen. But when it's right, we have another one planned for the 15th with another guest. And we're going to get that first guest to come back at another date. So it's like, it's either you say, oh, my God, this didn't happen the way I wanted. So it's broken. It's This hasn't happened this way. So what we're going to do is we're going to pivot, we're going to adjust, and we're going to move on. Which one sounds like more fun? Mm. Like the internet dropped out for a moment. Could you repeat what you said just now? Sure. So what I said was you could say, oh, my God, it was supposed to happen on the first. They couldn't make it. Oh, my God, it's, 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 it's all gone wrong. Let's not do it. It's not, you know, it's not meant to happen. Or you can say, you know what? It didn't happen in the first. We're going to have another. We already have another one scheduled. We're going to reschedule that one. So it's fine. Mm. Which, which one sounds more fun and pleasurable? Oh, hey, I'm going to go with option two. Like, yeah, just like, hey, be able to reschedule. Yeah, no problem. Look, the amount of times people have dropped out of me, it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, it's like, yep. It's like, I uh, got to drop out. Okay, yep. There's times where I'm like, I really wish you could have told me this like a day before, or like a couple of hours before. But like, yeah, but it's all cool. Like, yeah. Exactly. And so, so for me, it's I'm learning to really get into my my goddess space. I'm really honoring my the alchemist within and say, okay, this didn't work the way I wanted. So what else? So instead of going, okay, this is this has totally blown up in my face. I'm not going to do this anymore. Oh my <laughs> God, it's broken. And it's a failure is, well, the alchemist in me is like, okay, so that didn't work. So if we tweak it a bit more, what can we make from it? Mm, mm. So like this is the thing. So now with this, you're back into the podcast fray. Uh, yeah. So like, it's a case of like, have you just got like, a whole bunch of guests lined up and you're like going, okay yes every like uh, every wednesday at eight he's <laughs> like you've gone back to it oh, okay um so what we're doing we're now pre-recording the show so we no longer do them live um and so we're lining up guests for that uh what was happening on the eighth like i said is what i call my goddess and chief conversations which is separate from shine out loud um and why goddess and chief because these are women who are working at their goddess self they are we, you know, making an impact in the world there. So there are business owners, entrepreneurs who are creating amazing things with their business that impacts and influence others. So, and also, so, and again, this is very focused and very specific for women and want to have those conversations with women who are using money differently, who are, mm-hmm. who are talking about wealth, who are talking about Bitcoin who are so we're going to be having those different goddess and chief conversations, which is separate from the shine out loud show, because mm-hmm. I wanted to have very different conversations going into 2022. 
Ah, I, I think it's, uh, I think you're on a sneaky little mission there to like, yeah, pick up one or two skills, just like, hey, having this podcast conversation, hey, like frantically writing down notes. I can see you living in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we. We we gotta learn. People gotta learn. That's how Oprah became the Oprah she is today. We we absorb knowledge from these other people. But this goddess and goddess and chief conversation is for me, yes, is a way to share this knowledge, is also a way for me to actually highlight that there's certain conversations we're not having, especially as women. There's certain conversations that we've not had. So there's let's talk about money. Mm. I'm I'm gonna be talking to women who are firmly on that path of we need to be wealthy as women we owe it to ourselves to be wealthy and hiding and hiding from money or holding on to money stories serves nobody Mm. because and before anybody starts commenting it's not all about money well it's not all about money because money is neither good bad or indifferent it's the story you attach to money Mm. And I know people who are very given with very little money. And I know people who are incredibly given with a lot of money. And so it's about healing those money stories, because now is the time that we need to have wealthy women in the world. Mm. Yeah, I think this is what people sort of think get lost with because they go money is evil. No, the love of money is evil. If you read your Bible correctly. And like, this is the whole thing. Like people forget money is just an amplifier of who that person is. If they if they be a bad person, it will amplify the bad. If they be a good person, it will amplify the good. So you've got that amplifier, but it also is one of the most effective workers and greatest tools you can always have. So with this sort of utility, <laughs> this utility belt, which money can give you, it just opens up a realm, a whole realm of options, which I exactly people just don't actually pick up on or want to pick up on because of that ignorance, which goes in there. Exactly. So you've touched on that biblical concept that the the that the the money is the root of all evil. But I think I'm not sure of the verse. But if they go back and read it, it's like you said, it's for the love of money, mm. that when you would, for that love of money, you will do something amoral. For that love of money, you will kill another person. For that yeah. love of money, money itself is neither good or bad. And so starting to talk to more women who mm. are, um, who help other women heal that money story, heal that, that fraction that they have and friction they have in, in their relationship with money so that they can start making and earning wealth. Um, the, one of the, the amazing books I read this year was um, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers and talking about why we as women, especially women of color, need to be millionaires. Whether you want to be a millionaire or not, that's neither here or there. It's not the goal is not to just have a million pounds or dollars in your account. It's we need to have a good chunk of money in our accounts we need to be cash rich we need to have assets we need to be able to have those things because not because of what it can buy us because of what we can do with it and mm-hmm. when you said talking about being an amplifier it showcase who you are if you are a naturally given person with that money coming in you can be more of that naturally given person if you're if you're an ass in real life <laughs> money just shows your assness so 
but with us having many as women and re and that's the reason I started wanting to start with the goddess and chief conversation start at many is because you can now see having many as a woman in the community changes and so you have women who can then say I want to provide for my loved ones or I want to provide um, for kids who need the the support I want to create where you will take that money and then transform it this goes back to the alchemist you mm. can take that money and then you can transform it another thing that has become very important to me in the last 10 months even beyond before the last 10 months but not been my my major focus is talking about generational wealth and why we need to have generational wealth the importance for generational wealth. And so when we now start planting those seeds about how do we not just earn money, save money, grow, make sure that we're doing things to grow money so that our descendants can have that money, can have not just to have the money, but to have the advantages that money, that grown money will bring for them. Mm. Yeah, because like this is the thing. Yeah, you bring up generational wealth, and like this is the thing. The world is changing, ever changing. And like, look, there is like there is a small country out there to the east which has 1.3 billion people, which are moving on up. Jobs are shifting around the world, and basically, look, anyone who's like a, a conventional nine to five, you can survive and build on a conventional nine to five. But you've got to kind of look at where the new sort of skill sets are. It's no longer in like factories and like sort of manufacturing. It's in development and like consultancy. It's in like law. It's in that sort of realm of things. And basically having that sort of skill set to go right to do that. Or if, you, if that's not for you, because that's not always the way, be able to like go, okay, let me start businesses uh, here, there, everywhere uh to sort of like go right you don't need to be you don't need to be a multi-billionaire to have a damn decent life you don't have to be a multi-billionaire to have generation like generational wealth be able to sort of give that sort of tool so like yes if everything shut down again in the future that yes can go okay we can eke out a living we can like or we don't need to eke out a living we are fine like we can weather this storm and then yeah once that storm passes boom kick everything into full gear yeah that's what i'm talking about because with generational wealth comes generational influence and that is the whole key if you don't have that generational influence all you'll find is laws status quo will stay the same uh, again and again and again and people in certain realms of power certain rooms if you don't actually have that influence look we we both could like if it was myself you oprah and jeff bezos in a room together now we can talk all we like say everything we can say but there's only two people in that room which will be like, going, I've got the clout to make it happen. And then, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, without that, not unless if my podcast all of a sudden like grows like to like a epic membership level. Uh, yeah, I don't have that. And yeah, 
it's like, hey, one day, yeah, we'll both have that. But right now, no, we don't have that. And without sort of generational wealth, without generational influence, without generational clout, we'll be in a sorry state of affairs. Exactly. And so the reason why, you know, we want to start thinking about how are we investing our time? Are we putting our time into things that will grow? And so when people think, oh, when people are talking about generational wealth or being wealthy, it's mm. for for the, yeah, there's, you want to have the nice stuff. You want, we all want that, but it's also what else are we doing? I mean, look at right now, you spoke about clout, generational clout. Um, the, um, Mr. and Mrs. Carter, a.k.a. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Who would have thought in our lifetime we'll see a black couple, the face of Tiffany? If they did not have that cloud, if they did not have that wealth. (laughs) No, and look, this is the thing. This is the thing. You could strip away, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce's wealth out of the picture, but they have that influence. And with that influence, they are, look, they get, look, so put it this way, let's we, we can we and we can we can talk about this to the cows come home because the clout is one thing, but also there are so many other stars who have come before them who we don't hear from because now these people, Jay-Z and Beyonce can choose not to work for the rest of their life and they're fine. Yeah. Blue Ivy and the twins will be fine. Yep. Why? Because mommy and daddy has done they've started investing. They've invested. I remember, you know, way back when when Beyonce took shares in a particular, she had to do a concert for somebody and she decided to take shares and that company blew up and she, she didn't. She, yeah. So it's, it's about we have to start doing the work to educate ourselves on how do we invest money? How do we grow money? How do we take advantage of the new ways of making money? And this is the conversation that I'm going to be having in the Goddess in Chief conversations. Mm-hmm important conversations which need to be had and i think it's a case of like yes some out of the box thinking which needs to be done because like the whole thing is i don't like conventional methods and means in this world today i think as each five years go by what is conventional is changing so rapidly and where the sort of status quo sits i i the next decade is like a mystery. I'm like change is happening, but I don't know where that change is gonna get, like lead us at this present mm. time. It's it's exciting. Uh, exciting times are ahead for us all. It is. It is exciting, and so and we just have to, you know, when I've the every time I've heard somebody, oh, yeah, I can't wait for normal, and I'm like we are never going to see normal again in that way and we didn't have to go back and start asking questions that normal was that actually good for us mm. no but look, put it this way look last year was like everyone runs around quite frantically just doing their nine to five getting their life and like yeah doing all of that going 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 2020 hit and was like yeah the whole world stopped mother nature put us in yeah. time out yeah and basically everyone went oh I, I can actually breathe now and when those breaths of fresh air hit hit people's brains and stuff like this it's like oh wait a second 
I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. I don't want to be doing that. Oh, wait a second. I could be doing this. Wait a second. Life is too short. Wait a second. The number of wait a seconds what went down last year and now sort of being enacted, it yep. is a crazy. They call it the great resignation. I knew, no, I knew this was going to happen. I was like, yeah, look, change is afoot. I don't know how it's going to manifest, but yeah, people are like, no, move, do this, do that, do this. And some people may have gone back to their sort of old jobs. And I can just say, simply say this, uh, if you're an employer and if you're not treating these people like, yeah, like fine wine or some like bar of gold, they are gone. Uh, Watch out (laughs) because yes. Uh, the change is happening. Uh, yes. The way in seconds have come home to roost. You know what I mean? Like with with some of the ladies you've spoken to, how many? Like, have you had that be a large experience with that? There's been a lot. Long- oh yeah, there's a large number of women who went into where the space I went to, where it's like, no, I don't. This this doesn't work. Mm this no longer works this is not enough oh wait a minute oh no no I don't want this anymore and it's that space of if I don't want this anymore what else can I have Mm -hmm. and being shown that the options here are greater than the this yes and so it's that is that space and a lot of people have gone through it and you know and most of the time people think it's oh yeah this is about breaking up with other people and sometimes i say no actually it's it's actually you breaking up with yourself mm. you you decide that all of that nonsense that you've been playing out in your head you're like it's okay i don't want it anymore yeah. i think it, it was fine for 2020 18 me yeah. but 2020 me Mm. It was an opportunity for a lot of people to put something down in order to pick something else up. I would say, absolutely. And you, you can't, you can't pick up new things. You can't make space for newness if you're full of the old stuff. If you're still carrying the pain from whatever you've experienced, where you're still carrying the grief from, oh, I had this failure, and so this and then have made it your defining um, chapter about your life. Mm. You can't pick up anything new if you're still holding on to all of those things. And I think 2020 gave us that space to go to really go, let me inspect what I'm holding. Mm. Does it, does it work for me? And so, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. And like, you know what I mean? Yes, uh, much growth, uh, much growth for yourself, and hopefully a little bit of growth for myself uh, along the way. But yes, now the one of the things, yeah, now one of the, like uh, one of the things I'm gonna have to oh, you, 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 <laughs> no. no, okay, you. Okay, people, look, this is the thing. Uh, before I go into the sort of social media, but like, yeah, yeah, you, 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 dealer, you, you, dealer of anime, you, like, yeah, look, got me hooked on, yeah, freaking seven deadly sins. 
<laughs> like watching it like like some crack fiend. Like there's like guy, okay. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. <laughs> next. I'm just there going, yeah. Okay, right. There's like going, yeah, when's the next episode's coming out? Look, yeah. 2020 when I had time, is like going, okay, soon as I was like, yeah. Like I, I messaged you, that's like, hey, seven deadly sins has been out. Have you watched them all yet? And you like going, no, I he's like, like no, I haven't watched them all yet. I, I just sit and I go, I've watched them in a day. I've got a problem. No. And now they've taken it away. It's no longer there. So I watched the did you watch the last um season? The one where they came back from purgatory and oh I'm gonna be quiet then. Of course I watched them. Okay. <laughs> I watched them. It's like, just like going, just like, yeah, okay, right. Like, lady come in, yeah, you want some food? It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, okay, so you have give that as well. Hey, like, hey, it's it's been it's been two days now. You need to have a shower. <laughs> like, yeah, Meli- you're like, Meliodas is coming. Meliodas is coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like, like, yeah, so. I've enjoyed the whole like whole TV show series like series. I can't like if I go into any detail. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we can't go into too much detail because some part of the the the, the show is rather problematic. But then also there's some part of the, uh, you know, in this recent season, you know what made me cry? Oh yeah, you you probably know what would have made me cry. But like like big like. Like a certain chap like disappearing from the show, yeah, into dust. Yeah, because like yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah, he like yes, he is the one. High noon, yeah. <laughs> it's like going going past high noon and giving yeah. his all and yeah, look, yeah, look. look it it's astronaut. It's like oh, it's like yeah, it's like. So, yeah, like, you're like I'm not crying. I'm not just there's, there's no, no, onions, no, no. onions in the living room. Onions. Why is it so <laughs> dusty in here? <laughs> Why is it so dusty? Look, <laughs> between that and Tiger King, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so at least I didn't go down the Tiger King road. I didn't go down Tiger King road. But I will, I will have you go back to anime. The biggest disappointment for me this year in terms of anime was I was so excited when they announced Cowboy Bebop. Oh, you know what? Like, this is the thing. Like, I, oh, like, I was like, okay. The live action, I was going to watch the live action and then watch the anime version. But, like, this is the thing. I've not had, I have not had the time. Look, there's, I've been on it. For most of the years, I, I was going to watch it during Christmas, but I've had I've heard bad things. I've heard bad things about the live action. I watched the first episode. No, I watched the first two, and I was like, "Hmm." See my face. See my face. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like okay, so the live action didn't hit for you. Uh, oh, okay. The anime, like, did that? Okay, I I watched the anime. <laughs> Because look, because I watched the first episode, I was like, "Hmm, okay, right." Yeah, please don't do that to yourself. And then, I, I know, I know, people put some effort into creating it, and 
we thank you for your effort. Thank you. It's uh, C for tries, but no, no, thank you. No, like this is a thing. Like, oh, another thing which I like. It's it's a bit old school, but yeah, and it you can, it's kind of anime, but not anime. Like Avatar, the last Airbender, the animation. Which one are you talking about? The Legend of Ang, or are you talking about the Legend of Korra? Both. They're both great. <laughs> it's like I. I, I I love the legend of Ang. Cora is great, but this mm, mm. <laughs> what what like what do you have against the legend of Cora? Come on now. It's just there were just so many plot holes and things just didn't make sense. And I'm like, I really, you know what you really want to like it, and you're like, <laughs> I really and that that was me with um cowboy bebop. I really wanted to like it. Really, I, and I was like. Okay, so we're half an hour in, and <laughs> I can't, I can't do this to my brain anymore. So thank you very much. Yeah, like this is the thing. Yeah, like honestly, okay, twenty twenty when I had time to do like what like, do the podcast and like yeah, do my, okay, there's there's lots of downtime. I can watch this. I can watch that. Yeah, no, no, no. When like when you're doing back on the nine to five, and yeah doing the podcast as well and yeah and uh, basically look trying to get stuff out for the podcast as well it's like okay no no i understand yeah. i understand monday monday thursday and friday podcast days and like listen get- <laughs> you have you have my respect you you know there's nothing i admire more than somebody dedicated to their podcast um and Shine Out Loud is coming back in the new year. Hey. But so, so, see how she read it? Just plugging. So, back in the new year? Shine Out Loud show, which is my podcast, and which you still haven't come on, but we'll make that happen. It's not, it's not been me. <laughs> I've been around. Like, I've been yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll make that happen. Um, but there is to be said 200 shows in the space of a year. That is incredible. That is incredible. So take my hat off to you. Ah, thank you very much, my lady. Thank you very much. No, it's just like, this is a thing like, okay. Honestly, if I, if I had more bandwidth, uh, yeah. If I had more time, yeah, I'd be doing this uh, three times a week. Yeah, I'll be just about, yes, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Look, I'm, look, I'm also looking, thinking of maybe trying to do the live gauntlet like every sort of like once every two weeks or so like that. Okay. But I'm not too sure. Like this is like, the whole sort of thing, doing it live. We talked about this and you're like, oh, yes, you've got to really lead someone when you do it live because like, yes, they might be la, 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 any other time. It's like, we're live. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So tell me about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. So, and that's and that's where your job as a podcast host would be then to facilitate not just a call, but to facilitate them and help guide them to give you the answers. And that's why you do the homework beforehand so that you find out about the person so that you have enough fodder to go, okay, yes. Yeah, so I read in your social media that you said this and this and this, let's talk about this. And mm-hmm. you help guide them because 
for some people the idea of going live is like <gasps> <laughs> yeah. and your job is to help them mentally exhale so that they can have that conversation so that that is a powerful thing to do and it takes it takes it takes understanding how to facilitate that conversation to make that happen oh yeah talking about conversations hold up look check this out okay you see that Ugh. okay look android iphone yeah like my friend of mine uh, Leao, she was like yay have my phone i was like i've got i've got a new phone you can have this one i was like uh, okay, okay. it's like yeah yeah thank you for sending me that uh oh good god why am i the clubhouse invitation uh that is much appreciated but like you know what clubhouse i've got to say like i haven't had the time to do anything major with it but it is sometimes a bit of a zoo i've like i'm i'm sorry but it is like have you seen Did you just say clubhouse is a bit of a zoo yeah clubhouse is a bit of a zoo you like oh, uh, boy. yeah am i wrong though like you some rooms are just like yeah okay uh how can i can i speak yeah and, and if you say the wrong if you say whatever quote unquote the wrong thing is ah i fundamentally disagree with that <laughs> just... uh, um i think for me i a lot of people have had some very interesting experiences with clubhouse yeah i and i gave myself a clubhouse break so i haven't been really active i gave myself a break and changed my um, phone and all of that but that's aside mm. what i did was i curated my rooms and so some of those rooms where you have nine million um uh, moderators moderating one room and people it just feels like there's like a gazillion people talking at each other and not talking to each other I'm like I'm out or those rooms where it's just from the title you know it's problematic black men are black women are this and that and I'm like hide 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 oh hide 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 so I curate it in such a way that I don't see those rooms. I don't go into those rooms. And rather than complain about, oh, you know, this all these problematic conversations, I don't see the problematic conversations. So in my world, it's like, Clubhouse is great. People are like, did you know that there were people were arguing and, and kicking people out of the rooms? I'm like, not in the rooms I'm in. So, <laughs> yes, you see, yeah, that, but yeah, very <laughs> point. It's a zoo. It's mad, <laughs> mad zoo. It's just like, okay. It's just like, oh. hey. So for me, it's about the curation. I've, I've made it into a space and that's, you know, and that goes back to any social media. You, you get to decide what you want to see. Mm. Um, and you don't have to, and you don't have to participate in the zoo-ness. If you don't want to be part of the zoo, don't participate. Oh no, like I have not participated. I've just like gone into a room, well, just like, oh, oh, okay, leave quietly, click. (laughs) Just like back up. Just like, yep. Yeah. yeah. Back away slowly. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. It's like, okay, right. But that's been an interesting revelation. So I have to ask now, with regards to promotion of your podcast, how are you doing that now? Because like, hey, there's like so like some social medias are pay to play these days, and like yeah, how are you getting the word out about them? Well, I still I send out emails. I use Insta. 
I use um, LinkedIn. I I haven't played a lot in the metaverse yet. Um, I'm I'm learning. I'm going to learn about Meta, so we'll <laughs> see what happens there. Um, I will put put it on Facebook. I'm still and also telling people about it directly. Mm. So that's how I share. Um, I'm not saying I've cracked it because I. I won't lie. Um, I haven't fully cracked it. It's something I'm learning. But what I'm still con- con- contending with is and and doing is like, as long as my content is good, mm-hmm. work on the content, keep working on the content, working on myself to be able to deliver the right content and then share. Um, the good thing is because the show is on a platform, I have my RSS feed and I am on you know, literally on everywhere you can get your your podcast, you can find me um, on app from Amazon to Spotify. And the platform I use helps with the syndication. So I'm not having to syndicate it myself. So people can find it a lot easier. I make it easier to find them on different directories. I keep putting and keep plugging so that people can find it. I can, people are like, oh, I don't listen to stuff on my phone. I listen to it on my AI app. AI speakers at home. Oh yeah, you can find me on Amazon. I'm on. I'm. I'm. I'm on there. You can listen to me on Audible. I'm on Audible too. I'm on Spotify. So you want to make sure that you. Your first of all, your RSS feed is together, and your platform that you're using allows for syndication, so that it's one and done. Because you don't want to go and start doing it all over the place. That's just long. Um, so that's the first thing. And when you're looking at that, is making sure that's done for you. Um, you'll make sure you have the right tags in your RSS feed to make sure it's pointing in the right direction. You also want to utilize your guests that are coming on and say, hey, you know what? It was great having you on. Share this within your own network. That's another way. Um, And I think just keep sharing and sharing it and sharing it. That's what I say to people. Um, And, but start with the content. Yes, you people want 50 million downloads in the first week. Start with the content. If the content is good, people will come back. If the content is good, people will, will listen and tell your friends. You want to make sure you have good mics. You want to make sure if you're doing um, video as well, you want to make sure that your visuals are clean and good so that people are can enjoy without being visually distracted. You want to make sure that you have that, your foundation right before you move on to the next, before you worry about the downloads. You may have only 20 people listen to your show, but because your show was impactful, your show touched somebody, it helped change somebody's life. Your topic could be something as com- as serious as uh, talking about suicide or talking about knitting and helping a, a grandmother reconnect with her granddaughter over them learning how to knit. It's, you know, it may not have the numbers, but if are you making something that people are enjoying or are you just doing it to be part of the numbers? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, I have to ask, right, because, hey, it's coming to that time again where, like, hey, we have to say goodbye. But mm, now, what would you say, what moment could you say over the last sort of 10 months has provided you with that true moment of gratitude? Oh, uh, in the last 10 months, true moment of gratitude. Mm. Uh, there are plenty. Um, 
getting hugs from my nephews, my baby nephews, just being able to spend time with them again and not feel anxious and not feel worried and just being able to really spend and hold them and have them quiz you about life and and ask you questions and you're like, and that feels normal. That is something. Um, my my um, my partner and I are um, different countries and being able to see them again and it was like, okay, life, this feels good. And after being apart for so long and it's like, that feels good. Being able to just that. And, and then I'll say in the last 10 months, moment of amazing gratitude was moving to my new place. And it's like, yeah, okay, this is good. This is, this is amazing. And so, but also I have just gratitude to say, I can look around my family and say, we may have moments we fall out and all of that, but we're all still together. We're all still here and be really grateful for that because we know so many people whose families have been decimated by, by COVID and all the variants. And we may joke about the names of the variants, but we know it's had a real impact on the life that we're living. And so for me, being that is my gratitude is just being able to say, I can still find space for normal in in essence I don't want to use the word normal but I can still find spaces to laugh I can still find joy and it may not be very great over great things it could be okay I get to see some friends and we have dinner together and those kind of things and being surrounded in the last 10 months being surrounded by some incredible women because at the start of the lockdown created a a, a circle um, a space for these amazing women to come together and we we held a virtual table and a virtual space for each other um, over 10 months and we met this year we started at the height at the first part of lockdown I think lockdown two and we met um, in at the start of August this year and it was the most incredible thing to meet some of them I've known a long time, some of them I hadn't known, and to for us to be able to be in person and to realize how in the last 10 months, these women have become so fundamentally important to my well-being, to my to add into my joy, being these are women I go to to be held be seen these are the same women who are like get up go get it done these are the same women who are who are ready to offer a soothing word kind word these you know so there was that for me I'm very grateful for that space we cultivated because that was something so incredibly powerful to have a space where I could go to and have the space where I'm seen totally by these amazing people so that's what I'm grateful as well for, for the last 10 months. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Loving it. <laughs> brilliant. Ah, uh, ah, uh, brilliant. Now, if, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like, Jesus? can you tell the lovely people how they can find you out there on these interwebs 
Under interwebs, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, under my name. You can find me on my website, www.lilianabogo.com. It's still being refreshed, and so that's coming soon. Re- well, coming back to life because it's in maintenance mode. Um, you can find me, um, where else can you find me? You can find me on the Shine Out Loud show, which is the podcast. Um yeah, and on the interwebs in terms of Instagram, you can find me on Shine Out Loud Show. You can find me. Oh, you're frozen. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're frozen. You're going to have to repeat that last bit again. Oh, I said you can also find me on the zoo, like you mentioned, Clubhouse. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can you can find me under my name. So that's Lillian Obogo. Um, and my Lillian is L-I-L-L-I-A-N. My last name is O-G-B-O-G-O-H. Um, so you can find me. Look for me on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn and um, look for me on Instagram. Um, Facebook, I don't use so much, but yeah. Okay, excellent. I'll put all this information in the show notes. Uh, so yes, please contact Lillian. Get on board, sign up, follow, do all the important things you need to do on the whole socials and everything like this. Well, yeah, have a nice chat over a Zoom call with a nice cup of tea. Little pinky up. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> Lillian, uh, once again, it has been a joy, a pleasure, an honor to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Oh, and I'd like to say thank you to you, my friends, my life warriors, for sticking with us so far up until this point, going from Zen anime, that zoo of clubhouse and more. Please stay safe, stay well, be awesome, be excellent, be fantastic. Be all the positive bees you can be in this world and then some. Have a great day, guys. Yes. Bye. Hey, and we are...